0: I am joined today by Bailey Adams of Pewter Report as we discuss the latest Tampa Bay Buccaneers OTA practice session open to the media right now on the Locked On Bucks Podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, we are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sports Illustrated, Day.com. My co-host, James Jarco is off for this episode, but you can still find him at SBNationsBucsNation.com with his own written content covering your Buccaneers. Also, by the way, find them at the hockeywriters.com. I believe I got that right, covering the Tampa Bay Lightning, actually, who are who are hopefully going to be competing for a Stanley Cup title once again here very soon. When we aren't here or there, you can find us both on Twitter. James is at J underscore Bucks. I am at D Harrison82. The show is at locked on bucks. And we thank you again for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. But right now, we're going to hear about the sights and the sounds of Tampa Bay Buccaneers OTA practice, and we're going to do it with my good friend, former BucksNation.com mates. He has since moved on to Pewter Report. I have since moved on to Sports Illustrated. We have both left James behind at BucksNation.com, but he'll be okay. Mr. Bailey Adams of Pewter Report on Twitter, at BaileyJAdams22. If you're not following him yet, you need to go ahead and do so. He's going to be dropping all kinds of Buccaneers knowledge all off-season training camp and, of course, into the regular season. And Bailey, we got to start with the quarterback position, I think, for obvious reasons. One, it's the most important position on the field, but also because you recently wrote about one of the most intriguing storylines going on right now, and those are the improvements that you're witnessing with quarterback Kyle Trask. So uh, what can you tell us about him and what you're seeing right now from the second-year quarterback?
1: Yeah, so uh, on I was out there out practice on Tuesday, uh, the one that was open to the media at OTAs, and – um, one of those practices where it was kind of light in attendance in terms of the regular guys, but we got to see more of Kyle Trask throwing to um, you a know, good deal of receivers. Were there. obviously not the top guys, but Scotty Miller was out there. Rashad Perriman was out there, Jalen Darden, and it was interesting. We saw Trask taking some risks at times, throwing the ball in the traffic a little bit, getting balls tipped, didn't have a ball intercepted, but um, later connected on, on a really nice deep ball to Scotty Miller. Making some nice throws out there, and what was really the the highlight of the day, I think, um, for me and for a lot of us, was getting to hear from Trask after practice. Um, he came in and spoke with the media and was asked a lot about you know making the jump from year one to year two, what he thought about Brady retiring, unretiring, and kind of relegating him to another year on the sideline. And it seems like he's taking it all in stride. Um, he's you know he said he's not focused on what he can't control. You know he's just doing what he can to get better and. The, the big thing I think that he came away with is, um you know, he's, he's getting the offense down, and Todd Bowles said that yesterday as well. Jamel Dean even said he can tell that Trask is looking better um, and, like, he's looking more confident. But Trask's uh, biggest improvement, I think, is getting his body right. He said he's dropped seven or eight pounds of bad weight, um, put on some good muscle, and he's hit his goal weight. And, you know, he, he said uh, – he was asked what the key to that was, and he said, you know, cutting out those cheat meals, fewer cheat meals and eating more chicken, steak, and rice. So – um, yeah. All things looking a little better for him, and you know it's it's going to be you know I think weird for him probably another year on the sideline, but another good year to learn.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I mean you, you can tell Kyle next time you see him. that I will I will cover all of his cheat meals for him so that he doesn't <laughs> have to worry about those. I got those covered. Um, yeah, I mean I really liked his press conference too. I really like how he kind of took in stride the whole you know being a backup yet again in his football life and career. You know that he the, he said he doesn't really. You know, aim for that kind of a thing, obviously, but that he did acknowledge that it, you know maybe it does help him once he gets on the field be a little bit successful. Speaking of that, obviously, we expect to see more of him, uh, OTA's, training camp, preseason, all that. But the question for this season, because nobody is is replacing Brady while Brady is still putting on a jersey, uh, is the number two job right? Earlier in the off season, it was said that he's probably not going to compete for that number two job. Really, I took it more as you know, Blaine Gabbert's a veteran, has been around for a little bit less than a shot necessarily, maybe a trash. I know some people took it that way. I mean, with what we're seeing now, what we're hearing now, I just saw some tweets saying that Kyle Trask looks like, you know, far and away the best quarterback on the field, which, you know, always has to be a grain of salt in in shorts and t-shirts. But do you think that Kyle Trask could realistically challenge Blaine Gabbert for that number two job? And do you think he should be able to challenge him? That's, yeah, that's that's the interesting part. I think there's the first part of that answer is
1: I I don't know that he will. I think they'll say, you know, he's going to get a shot to do so but I think it's Blaine Gabbert's job I really do yeah. I think I think really I think he should probably challenge for him I think even if you don't want to say he's going to challenge for the backup role I think in the preseason and you know throughout you know training camp in the preseason you need to see him with those at least the number twos he's not mm-hmm. not necessarily going to be with the number ones but get him some work with the number twos because that's what I think a lot of the complaints were last year in the preseason was He's throwing the ball to these, you know, fours and fives, really. And, you know, they wanted to get him all these reps and OTAs. And I think for his development, it would be good to see him get some of those reps that Gabbert doesn't necessarily need. Um, And I I think there would be a huge advantage to that.
0: Absolutely. Now, do you think – so I have a conspiracy theory, right? I've told this to James a little bit and you've, you've seen joint practices at training camps before and a lot of times what ends up happening is the starters get so many reps against live competition during the practice week that they either don't play at all or they play very little I actually kind of wonder we might see Kyle Trask roll out there as a starter just to get him some experience while Tom Brady sits after these joint practice sessions uh, do you think that's a, a possibility or do you think it's kind of that's going to be Gabbert's role and Trask will come on the field second
1: that's not a bad I mean that's not a bad theory to me I think it makes sense and I've would, would like to see it happen, um, whether or not it does happen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I think that they're gonna get Gabbert those reps.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, you know, the the when Tom Brady came back, it changed everything. And uh, before Brady was coming back, the talk was, Will Kyle Trask get the opportunity? Will it be Blaine Gabbert? Is it gonna be Deshaun Watson? Is it gonna be Russell Wilson? Like, pretty much every name under the sun uh, was being talked about. Obviously, Trask doesn't have to start this year. And that's that's a blessing in disguise, hopefully for the for the development of his career. But how are you feeling right now? Like when you when when I tell you Kyle Trask is the successor to Tom Brady, how does that sit with you? Let's go 10 scale 10 is, you know, Hall of Fame career. Let's let's get some more banners hung up in in the facility. One is knowledge trade up in the first round next year. Get us a quarterback. How do you feel, you know, uh, with, with Kyle Trask right now? Defend say five, I yeah. guess, because
1: it's just, I, we haven't seen enough to really know. I guess it's, it's, we saw what he did in the senior year at Florida, and I know there was always the, oh, at the weapons he had, but look at the weapons he would have in Tampa. Um, but at the same time, you know, we haven't seen enough to say, okay, yeah, he's definitely the guy after Brady. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a wait and see thing. And I think it is a blessing in disguise to have another wait and see year, yeah. but, you know, next year is going to be a do or die year for him. In his third year, he's going to be 25 years old coming up on his contract almost.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I think I think that's a fair assessment, though, right? It is kind of riding the fence, but I think it's kind of where you have to be right now. And I think that's uh, honestly it speaks to every listener that we have on the show, every Bucks fan that is going to hear that comment because Gator fans, we love you, but Kyle Trask, you can't crown him just yet. You got to wait. But then also those of you who kind of doubt him because you've never seen him, you haven't seen him yet, so kind of be patient with it as well. All right, we're going to get more OTA practice observations from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from Mr. Adams, Bailey Adams of Pewter Report. But first, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, finding jewelry as unique as her with a modern convenience of online shopping can be found at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is a -a one-of-a-kind Prize, or you can celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry if you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from blue nile.com and locked on listeners get fifty dollars off all purchases of five hundred dollars or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. So use code locked on. That's code locked on at blue nile.com, plus every order is insured ships-free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thanks for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or review every single day. We have an important favor to ask all of you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like. About Locked On Podcast. So go to slash survey right now and get started. It won't take you very long. And everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of ten $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So take our audience survey go to lockedonpodcastcom slash survey. And thank you as always for your support and your help back now with Bailey Adams of pewter report. Uh, once again, love saying that Bailey brother, I'm so happy for <laughs> you getting the opportunity. I know you're killing it over there. I've been reading your work. I actually uh, cited one of your recent articles and something that I wrote for SI uh, as well. So doing great things always over there. I follow thank you, you on Twitter, but for those out there who don't at Bailey J Adams, 22 type it in, give it a follow. You won't regret it. So Bailey moving into the rest of the OTAs overall, Looking at this team from last year to now, and specifically under new head coach Todd Bowles, is there a different feel at all? Because that's that's kind of the conversation that I've been having with a lot of people who ask me about the Bucs is just how different it's going to be. I have not gotten to see the Todd Bowles-led Buccaneers yet. Uh, so what do you think? Does it is it different, or does it seem largely business as usual? From what I've seen so far,
1: it seems like it's pretty
0: much business as usual. I think there's a few
1: different things here and there. I know they asked... I think it was they asked Bowles directly. They said, you know, is there anything different that you guys are doing in terms of these practices? And he said, you know, I think, and I did, it made it sound weird because he said some of their stretching before practice now. And I guess it maybe as a team, maybe they didn't do that mm-hmm. before right. saying it was a, an idea to, you know, obviously avoid those soft tissue injuries that they've had in the past. But other than I think small things here and there, nothing too different. We might get a little bit of a different feel. I'm not really sure yet, but we'll see uh, for many camp next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nothing too different so far, I would say.
0: Awesome. And then for the rookies, obviously getting acclimated. Rookie camp is a is a first kind of cut-your-teeth moment. Now you're out there with all these, these veterans and you're out there with Super Bowl champions. I mean, you know, there's there's jewelry running all over the field. So it's gotta be kind of a, a big moment. Uh, but and we know that these things are really designed to showcase the offense, right? So it's training camp and, and all those things. But is there anything you're seeing specifically from Logan Hall? The Buccaneers' first pick uh this last year at this point that kind of gives you a feeling that maybe he can be a significant year one contributor.
1: Yeah. I mean, so from obviously what stands out about Logan Hall is his size. I mean, you're out there and you see him just not even like that close. He's like kind of on the other side of the field, but you can just see him. He stands out. Um, right. And yeah, I mean, I think there's stuff that he, it's obviously shorts and shorts and helmet season, but right. he's able to just kind of display his athleticism. And, and I think the huge thing obviously is learning the defense right now, getting acclimated to the NFL, but you're hearing people rave about him already. I know, um, we had uh Will Golston on the Pewter report podcast last week, and he had some very, very strong words to say about Logan Hall talking about he's got the dog in him. Um, you know, he compared him athletically. He compared him to Noah Spence, which I know my big bucks fans cringe a little bit. <laughs> um, but he, uh, he went on to say later, you know, he, he said just, you know, obviously Noah Spence is an, as an edge guy, he's an outside linebacker de- defensive end. And this is, we're talking about, you know, a six foot six, you know, Behemoth, basically mm. having the same kind of athleticism as him, and then he went on to say, and I think he might have regretted it as soon as he said it, but he compared Logan Hall to J.J. Uh, Watt in his prime, or saying he's more athletic than J.J. Watt in his prime. Okay, um, quickly realized right after he said that, what a big compliment <laughs> that was. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe wished he hadn't said it. I don't know. But hearing a lot from from Golston and Todd Bowles, you know, very complimentary of him, it just seems like everybody's really, really taken aback with with how you know big how athletic and how promising he's being so far
0: yeah awesome and, and look any Bucks fan out there cringing about the Noah Spence comp and remember Noah Spence you know floundered or whatever the term is in a 4-3 scheme and I mean I, we can go back Bale, we had conversations about that James and I had like I always said Noah Spence was a 3-4 guy not a 4-3 guy and, and we see kind of what ended up happening with him unfortunately um, he ended up in a 3-4 eventually and basically I think by that time was just done but Enough about Noah Spence, uh, another rookie. I'm an Arizona State graduate. I'm a Sun Devil fan, obviously because of that. So you know, I got to ask you about Rashad White. Plus, I mean, he's making some waves, right? So you know, I got to ask about him. What have you seen from uh, the number one running back on the Buccaneers' depth chart? Soon to be hearing a lot of good things about him
1: too. We saw um, a couple times yesterday them getting the ball to him in space. You know, throwing some screen passes to him. Um, and Matt Matera, Pew report, said, you know, first of many. I think it was Trask to Rashad White he said the first of many of those. Um, But, yeah, I think just, you know, his quickness and his size is is, it kind of sneaks up on you as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, good things from him so far as well, especially in the passing game. And, you know, as far as the in the run game, you're not going to see much in shorts and and helmets. But, yeah, I mean, in terms of him catching the ball so far, you know, from what I've
0: seen looking good. Now, how do you how do you view him compared to Keyshawn Vaughn? And again, limited sample size and limited scope of what you're actually Uh, able to see so always kind of want to want to kind of a little bit add that little you know salt that little that little uh seasoning to any of these answers because it is OTA time but what do you I mean do you see like the the potential for Rashad White's kind of become that that first guy off the bench behind Leonard Fournette for anybody who took my RB one like got Leonard Fournette's the starter guys Rashad White is not going to take over I get that but could he overtake Keyshawn Vaughn realistically absolutely I think so yeah I
1: think I think there's more upside, a higher ceiling for him, um, especially in the passing game. And, and that's the thing. I think both guys are going to have to see, you know, see what they can do as far as pass blocking. Um, mm-hmm. And they talked earlier a couple weeks ago talking to some of the offensive coaches and asking them about Leonard Fournette and saying how hard it is to get him off the field just because he's mm-hmm. developed into a three-down back. But yeah. I do think uh, Rashad White definitely ends up as RB2. I don't know how quickly or how, how much they're going to put on him right away. But I that, that think that's definitely the you know where he could end up.
0: Music's in my ears. I definitely plan on drafting him in my Dynasty League. I'm going to draft him and stash him for a little while. I'll probably get an RB1 out of him sooner or later. Uh, Bailey, real quick, let's go back to last year's class. Joe Tryon, Shoinka, uh, really kind of the only guy that a lot of people look at from for, as a standout uh, in that group. Expected, obviously, to take a bigger role this year. Maybe KJ Britt uh, is a guy I'm looking to maybe take a step towards being more involved in the defense. Grant Stewart. I don't know if he if he cracks the defensive rotation or he sticks kind of as a special teams guy, uh, becoming a bigger part of that defense. But outside of Trask, right? What do you uh, what do you see from the second year guys? So Tryon Shoyinka
1: wasn't actually wasn't out there on Tuesday when we were there. Okay. Um, overall, though, I think you know he's I think he's in a good position to be you know that obviously starting and stepping into a starting role. I think you know they're expecting a lot of him and putting a lot of pressure on his shoulders. But seems like last year will prepare him pretty well for it. Um, KJ Britt, there's a lot of talk about KJ Britt. Um, you know, as far as he, you know, he's been the guy. They talked to Devin White last week and asked him, you know, what are you seeing from Britt? And Devin White said he's been helping me because Britt's been out there at all the OTAs. He's been, you know, being asked to do more and potentially step into that role that's being left by Kevin Minter. Um, and you know, there's there's a lot of talk about him. And, and Devin White was very, you know, complimentary of him, saying he would like to play uh, alongside him for a long time. Whatever Levante does retire. Um, so, yeah, I think Britt, Britt is a guy who will be interesting to watch, I think, especially once you know you see him a little bit more on defense in the preseason because, obviously, he was a good special teams guy last year. But being asked to do more, we'll see how he handles it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you know that Devin White comment, I mean, some people might throw it away and kind of say, well, that's just Devin being supportive of a young teammate and all those. But, look, Devin's also – he's a fan of himself as well. So for him to admit that somebody else is helping him that's not a veteran like Levante David, uh, that actually means something. Uh, as well so good to hear from devin uh him throwing some praise there kj britsway i mean kj well you know big fan of him just coming out of the senior bowl and what he was able to do so happy to hear that he's doing well as well now we also found out this week about a new addition to the tampa bay buccaneers james talked about that earlier this week uh himself i'm gonna get bailey's thoughts as well and we're going to get bailey's thoughts on a few more other things before we let him go on today's episode and we're gonna do so thanks to our friends over at rockauto.com With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles, guys, it's literally impossible for your local chain, auto parts store, or your dealership to stock every part you might need, every brand you might need, and and so on. So when you go to the store, you're going to ask for a part. They're just going to pull up what they have in their computer because their company or their business buys them in bulk. They get a deal. They don't pass those deals on to you, uh, unfortunately, most of the time, and that's what you're going to have to deal with. Or you go to rockauto.com and have the most comprehensive warehouse of parts available to you. Available on the internet. Why would you spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or dealership than what you can get it for at rockauto.com? A family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years with prices that are reliably low for every customer. And they have everything you could ever need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So you know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto dot com final segment here on this episode of the locked on bucks podcast and our final segment with bailey adams of Pewter report bailey hakeem hicks not and sue but defensive line help a veteran what are your thoughts on the signing
1: i like it i like him as a player a lot obviously it depends on the health i think that's the big caveat for everyone um After seeing some of the details come out with his contract earlier uh, today, I think maybe that's part of the reason it was Akeem Hicks and not Sue, because I know it was kind of a lower base salary with some incentives. You know, we don't know exactly what what kind of conversations went on with Sue about a potential contract, but I know he was making around I think eight or nine million uh, a year the last uh, a couple years. But I I really like Akeem Hicks. I I think he's a great fit, and I think he's a guy that hopefully keeping him fresh and in a rotational role will help him stay healthy. Um but you know if he can stay on the field I think he's going to be you know a huge a huge key piece to the defense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I would love to sit here and pat locked on bucks on the back and say we we brought him up, but I mean, when you looked at the the field of available defensive linemen that might be able to replace Dominic Sue Akeem was definitely an easy person to to name on that list. So I can't can't take too much credit for that, but speaking of health, Russell Gage, you know, new new wide receiver to the team, obviously everybody excited to see him. Um was given a rest day, basically, which was just not working out. Todd Bowles said what he's like. He's sore, not a huge concern, nothing that should bleed into training camp. But what do you are you concerned at all about some early uh, injury issues? Because I I have a little bit of a stress reaction because of Curtis Samuel and the Washington Commanders. Because we heard the same thing, just a little sore. It's not a big deal, and then he ends up playing five games all season. What do you think about what's going on with Russell? Yeah, it's it's a weird one. I don't have too much concern as of right now. If we get early
1: in training camp and he's still having to have those rest days and still kind of struggling, having some nagging right. issues, then I'll get a little more concerned, I think. Especially because, you know, this is the time as a new player where you kind of want him out there kind of and I know Brady's not out there, but you kind of want him out there with the installs, you know, getting the system and everything. Um, so you know, I've no concern, like real concern yet, but we'll see, I guess, toward the end of July, beginning of August.
0: Yeah, definitely something worth watching for sure. And hopefully, he doesn't go the way Curtis Samuel did, you know, and and continue aggravating things. Uh, we kind of touched on joint practices already, but obviously those are huge, and and every pretty pretty much every coach says that they love having these joint practices. The Bucks the Bucks have two of them, and I'm not gonna lie, Bailey. I always kind of thought the NFL had a limit on like one per offseason per, per preseason. I didn't realize teams they could even do two. Uh, very excited for these. I'll be in town at least that's the plan i'll be in town for miami and actually i'll be in nashville as well when the bucks go up there for those titans joint practices um who are some sleep well first of all how excited are you about those joint practices what are you hoping to see out of those and then maybe who are some sleepers that these bucks fans need to look out for during those uh sessions at the beginning of training camp yeah i mean very
1: very excited for those i also didn't know that teams would ever do two. i didn't know if there was a rule or if teams just would only want to do one i didn't think a team would really want to do too and obviously there's the benefits to it but there's also I guess a little bit more risk of of injury or of other things there but um yeah I mean a lot of the guys that you know the regulars you know of course are are easy to pick out but you know a guy like Rashad White I think seeing him um early on seeing how quickly he can catch on because I know there was like when when Keyshawn Vaughn in the past even with Ronald Jones those those rookie running backs didn't get off to the fastest starts and it kind of delayed how quickly they could they could assimilate but I think Rashad White's a guy that could come out. Uh, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller so far in OTAs has looked like Scotty Miller from 2020, awesome. um, which is huge for him because, you know, he's, he's going to be competing for one of those final uh, depth spots at the receiver position. And, you know, just out there on Tuesday, I mean, he was blown by guys. He Carlton Davis, he, you know, shook Carlton Davis out of his shoes pretty much and then made a nice uh, catch near the sideline and making some of those tougher catches. So I think Scotty Miller's a guy who – you know, and you look at that whole receiver room, there's a ton of guys yeah. that you could be keeping an eye on, but Scotty Miller's one that I'm, I'm keeping an eye on.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I've been, I'm very happy to hear that people are saying that Scotty Miller definitely looking like the scooter of old, because that's a guy whose, whose career trajectory was on an upward path and we want to see it get back there. Speaking of guys whose career is on an upward path, Bailey Adams writer for Pewterreport.com on Twitter at Bailey J Adams, 22 uh, Bailey, consider you a friend. I consider your brother. I appreciate you giving me, uh, some time tonight just for all you out there the lightning game is on right now but bailey is here talking with us about the bucks that's how dedicated this man is to covering your team so make sure you shoot him a, a follow again at Adams 22 on twitter make sure you're heading over to peterreport.com reading all the great things that bailey is doing but also everybody else at peterreport.com as well bailey if i don't get to talk to you uh before then look forward to seeing you down in tampa during training camp appreciate it david thanks for having me on and that's gonna do it for this episode of the Locked On Books Podcast. We thank you again for making us your first listen or your first view every single day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an off-season doesn't equal a break in the action. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever. You get podcast. James and I will be back tomorrow to wrap up our week here on the locked on bucks podcast. So if you got reactions to today's topics, any additional questions, subjects, whatever you want to talk about, send them in a locked on bucks podcast at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 8 444 Five eight four one four James Jarco. I'm David Harris. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing over at BucsNation.com and at BucsGameDay.com. Find us on Twitter at tharrison 82 at Jarco underscore Bucks and at LockedOnBucs. If you're out and about, please be safe. be kind of want another. Wash your hands. Fire the cannons. Thank you for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.